Hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and thank you so much for joining us on the program today. That was an absolute embarrassment. That was an absolute embarrassment by the New York Jets, losing by nine. And it's it's just an embarrassment. That's the only word that can describe it. Because let me put it this way. If I was to come to you, a football fan, and you were to say, hey, I, I missed the game last night, Thursday night game. Tell me a little bit about what happened. And I said, man, this team... They had a third-string quarterback who just got elevated off the practice squad, short week, first start ever, threw three interceptions, including a pick six. Your reaction would probably be like, man, that team lost by like 20. Oh, no, 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 they, they won by nine points. It was just a complete embarrassment on all levels. And I know the headline today, Adam Gase is keeping his job. But at this point, really, Gase, it's not if... But when he's going to get fired, I understand this team is a complete dumpster fire. But I was looking at this the other day and I was thinking to myself, what are the reasons why they're not going to fire Adam Gase? And I can think of three reasons. They're not great reasons, but they somewhat make sense. The first is they're not trying to look like a complete dumpster fire to prospective coaches that they're going to try to hire because they don't want coaches to go like, man, they're, they're firing them after four games. I don't really believe that. The second one, and I think it's more prevalent, is who's replacing Adam Gase? You're going to go with Greg Williams. And look, I've been on the Greg Williams soapbox, but I'm stepping off because last night was embarrassing. 37 points against a third-string quarterback. Six personal fouls, including that show at the end of the game where this team is just taking shots. I'm sorry, but your reputation for Bounty Gate isn't exactly helping right now. So I'm looking at Greg Williams and I'm like, okay, they're undisciplined on defense. They're not executing. I'm going to put the franchise to him? And I understand he went 5-3 and three of the Browns, but he's not inspiring a lot of confidence right now. He's not looking good either, and he's just as critical. And you know what? The best thing to happen to Greg Williams is Adam Gase because since the fan base hates Adam Gase so much and despises him so much, that everyone will overlook Greg Williams. But you know what? We have to look at this whole coaching staff as a whole. And we have to put Greg Williams accountable too because even though the defense was the bright spot last year, this year they have been absolutely horrendous. And I get they don't have a lot of talent on that defense. I completely do. But six personal fouls. Over 100 yards of penalties against the defense inexcusable against a third string quarterback the Broncos dropped 37 points 37 points this wasn't Patrick Mahomes this wasn't Cam Newton this wasn't a professional NFL quarterback this was a guy that got off the practice squad and they scored 37 points and the third reason and I believe if all the reasons this is probably the most prominent is there's a little thing happening in November called the election and Woody Johnson's the ambassador right now. He might have called back and told Christopher, don't do anything until I get back. Because there's a chance he could be back in November. And he wants to be, if not a part of the decision, making the decision. So he might just said, look, it's a mess right now. Don't do anything else. But man, this is just a disaster. And, and this is the worst case scenario for the Jets because you can't judge Darnold. And this is the frustrating thing about Darnold. It was another example last night. And yes, it was great he didn't turn the football over. But 
And yes, it's great that he's not injured. That is probably the best bright spot of that whole game is that Darnold at least isn't lost for the season. Is you get the flashes. Sam Darnold is like a chocolate chip cookie with one chocolate chip. There's like the one morsel of a game where you're like, man, this kid's got something. It was the big touchdown run in that game. It was the great throws the previous two weeks. But you need a full game. And I'm sorry, but Ripon was throwing the ball down the field and he was turning the ball over, but he looked more confident later in the game than Darnold did. Jets couldn't convert on fourth down. That's on Darnold. And they got into the red zone and couldn't score. And I get the coaching is bad. I get Adam Gase is a terrible head coach, but Darnold's got to try to make some plays there. And look, this all comes down to the coaching, but even if you fire Gase, how's it going to get better? You really want Jim Bob Cooter calling the plays on the offense. I mean, really, how's the offense going to get better? And at this point, this is a loss where I look at the Jets' schedule. They're going 0-16 if by some miracle 1-15. and I look at the schedule. I keep thinking to myself, the next time they're in primetime, Monday night, they're going to be 0-8 against the Patriots. Is Bill Belichick, because he loves sticking to the Jets, like I could see him saying, you know what? I'm going to break out a 1940 offense. I'm going to bring back the wing T. I'm not going to throw a pass in the game. Just to make a point, I'll run for 400 yards. I could literally see Bill Belichick doing that just to stick it to the Jets. Are the Chiefs going to drop 50 points and a half? I mean, this they're a disaster. They are a bad team. And I know Joe Douglas is getting heat for not adding pieces to this roster. But this wasn't a great free agency class. He's going to have more cap space next year. And I have to give him some credit for the foresight for Jamal Adams because he realized this was going to be a bad team and loaded up on draft capital. And say what you want, but if Jamal Adams was on this team, they'd still be 0-4. And could you imagine what he'd be saying right now? Could you imagine? Even if they gave him a contract, he'd still probably be wanting to be traded because it's just that bad. And people are killing him for not bringing back Robbie Anderson. I'm sorry, but I know absence makes the heart grows fonder. But can we, do we remember last year or Robbie Anderson's career? He's the king of getting a lot of yards and touchdowns in garbage time and games that don't matter. I mean, how many times would it be maddening where Anderson would have that game where he'd get seven catches, 100 yards, and two TDs? You're like, man, he looks like a number one receiver. And then for the next couple of weeks, he'd disappear. And you look at his stat line for four weeks and be like, oh, five catches for 100 yards and no TDs in four weeks. So for people saying, oh, they should have signed Robbie Anderson, they should have signed Robbie Anderson. You know what? Hindsight's 2020. And the other thing, too, is when you lost Anderson, he went to a team where he went back with his old college coach. If anyone knows Robbie Anderson as well as anyone in the NFL, it's his former college coach that recruited him out of high school. And oh, by the way, the Panthers defense is terrible. They're throwing the ball all the time. So they're getting a lot of garbage time stats. So don't believe everything you see with Robbie Anderson. But this team is just it's a disgrace. Now, I thought they were going to get embarrassed more, but it was embarrassing because you saw some flashes with Darnold. But this offense, and Adam Gase, offense, guru, quarterback, and whisper should not be in the same sentence. When the defense has the same amount of touchdowns as you do, they each had one touchdown. And really, the touchdowns, 
They've come off great plays. The two most memorable touchdowns have been individual efforts. Jameson Crowder in week one breaking tackles and having that incredible run. And this week, Sam Darnold breaking like five tackles to get in the end zone. It wasn't because of gaze. How many times does the team get in the red zone and they can't even move the ball? How many times do they get, they get in the red zone and they can't even drop a play? Our genius plays, we're going to throw it to Frank Gore? I'm sorry, but... Perrine could be in this game. I mean, the one saving grace for Gaze has to be showing he can develop young players because by my count, I can't think of a player that's gotten better with him. They've only gotten worse. Chris Herndon can't even catch a football now, and he looked like a promising young tight end. I, seriously, Le'Veon Bell was a Pro Bowl running back. He can't even play, and I'll get to something about Le'Veon in a minute, but you got to get these young kids in there and show what they can do because I'm sorry Watching Frank Gore rush 13 times for 30 yards last night is not what I came to see. I want to at least see some of these young kids get an opportunity. Frank Gore, as great as he's had a career, he's not helping this team this year and in the future. And show, oh my God, show some motion. Move the ball around. I, Dan Orlowski is great because he put up a stat that the Jets have the least amount of motion in the NFL and motion is great because not only can it confuse the defense but it helps your quarterback because it can help discern when it is man-to-man -man coverage on the defense and give him an idea of what decent defense he's going against I, I I'm just I'm like every other Jet fan I'm aggravated but if you were rooting for this team to lose because they're tanking for Trevor well the good news for you is this team's gonna have the number one pick there is not a doubt in my mind that they're going to get the number one pick. And everyone's saying, well, the Giants could go 0-16 or something. They have at least a coach where they're fighting for him. They at least look organized, and they're in a terrible division. The Giants are going to win three or four games. And if this team gets the number one pick, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. They're not keeping Sam Darnold. Because unfortunately for Darnold, the Jets have broken this kid because they've done everything backwards with him. And unfortunately for Joe Douglas, I think he's seen that. And I think he'll understand that with a young quarterback in this draft, it resets the process and it gives you that five-year window where you have him on a rookie contract. Darnold, you're going to have to pay and start negotiating with him. And look, I love Sam. To me, Sam's going to be the next Ryan Tannehill. He's going to be the guy where he goes to a different place and lights it up. And we're going to be like, man, this kid can play. Because the Jets have done absolutely nothing to help with this development. And that's on the front office, the organization. Let Joe Douglas pick the next coach. Let Joe Douglas build this the right way. Let them build the right way. Because they have not built it right at all. They've had absolutely horrendous drafts. And I know Jets fans don't want to hear a rebuild. But they have to start from somewhere. They have to just have a plan. And at least it seems like Douglas, unlike the other GMs, has a plan. But this was just embarrassing. And the one reason I would fire Gase right now, if I were the Johnsons, is not just because of how pitiful they look, not because of how unprepared they look, not just because it would appease the fan base, but... Adam Gase has done something egregious, not once, but twice this year. And if you're a Jet fan, you should be absolutely furious. Why was Mekhi Becton in that game last night? Why was Mekhi Becton, who was hurt, why was he in that game? The Jets, making the final roster decisions, that's up to the head coach. He makes the decision to put Becton in the line, not the lineup, but on the roster 
for last night, basically saying, well, if we needed him in an emergency, we have him. When he's not 100%. And I hope when the injury news comes out that he's not missing significant time. Because if he is, that's on the head coach. You couldn't get a healthy body off the practice squad or somewhere and just give Makai the week off. He's shown you through the first couple games, he's a bright spot. And he is a key piece to build around in the future. He looks like the left tackle of the future. He's played great. He's been the one bright spot really on this whole freaking team. And Adam Gase decides, you know what? I'm going to have him sue up as an emergency. Guess what? He gets in the game. He gets injured. Shocker. And the Jets keep throwing him out there. And you can tell he is hurt. It got to the point where Becton took himself out of the game last night. Took himself out of the game. And this goes back to week one where Le'Veon Bell got hurt. And Gase put him back in. When he was hurt and he goes out of the game, well, you know, I don't know. It's your job to know as the head coach, especially on the offense. If this was the defense, I could maybe give a slight pass because the way this team is constructed, Greg Williams does the defense, Adam Gase does the offense. But you know what? It is egregious when you don't know who's injured on your own team and you're putting them in harm's way. And if I'm the Johnsons, I am absolutely livid at Adam Gase because not only is this team bad, not only are they a laughingstock, not only are they apathetic where where guys don't even want to watch this team anymore, but now it's getting to the point where he is putting one of the few bedrock pieces of this organization's future going forward at risk. And that cannot happen. He's already screwed up Sam Darnold. He already has. There's no question about that. And now it's, if Beckton is significant time, that's on Adam Gase. Because if you knew he was injured and you knew he's not good enough to start, just sit him. He's a rookie. Let him get healthy. Let him use the extra time to get healthy. Absolutely ridiculous. This this team, man, Jet fans, we deserve better than this. We're going to get better than this. A lot rides on this offseason. The Jets are going to get a new head coach. I know we all want to see Adam Gase gone. The issues are, like I said, the Jets are trying to look somewhat stable by not completely getting rid of a coach early. They're, there's no really good options on this bench. And I know people are saying, well, just give it to Greg Williams. But what has Greg Williams done this year to inspire you that he can take over and be a successful coach for even a short amount of time? I mean, he has been an absolute dumpster fire as well. And I just think the Johnsons are just waiting to see how the election turns out. For all we know, Woody has told Christopher, hey, don't do anything till I get back and don't screw this up worse. Like, we, that could that could have happened. We don't know. We probably will never know, but who knows at this point. But Adam Gase is keeping his job. He's not keeping it past this year. There's no way. I don't think he's keeping it past the bye. I think the Jets will get to the bye. They're not going to have a win. At that point, the, this season just completely in the tank. And the Jets are just going to say, you know what? The last few games, we're just going to evaluate our players, start the process for a new head coach, start looking toward the draft because it's a lost season. I mean, it's already a lost season 0-4. And you look at the schedule, there is no way they're... I don't see where they're getting a win, to be honest with you. And look, if everything went right for this team, I thought this was a 7-9 team. This was not a team where if you were expecting this team to be in the playoffs or in serious playoff contention... 
that's on you because this team did not have the talent to do that. And they really need to be coached. And you look at the execution because of the lack of a game plan, because of the lack of creativity. You look at all the penalties. That's all on coaching. There's some talented players on this team. They just have been horribly coached. Coaching makes a huge difference. Case in point, look at what Josh Allen is doing with an organization that's behind him, has built well around him, and has coached him up. Then look at Darnold. They're the two great examples of what you should do with a young quarterback and what you shouldn't do. But either way, Gase is still the head coach. But the good news is, for Jet fans, it's going to come to an end. It's not if, but when. And I'm saying it now, and it will ring true. I don't care what happens for other teams the rest of the season. The one thing I will guarantee from this year that will happen is in April, with the first pick and the 2021 draft, the New York Jets select. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our Jets content, especially with Adam Gase watch this year. We will update you as soon as we have any news regarding Gase's job status and, of course, my thoughts and opinions. We'll be back after the Week 5 performance against the Cardinals. You're going to want to hear my analysis on them, especially watching on Sam Darnold's progression and can this team show any signs of life. But until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk.